Okay, yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the official Dunstan Checks In podcast. <laughs> I'm Lord Andrew. And I'm Diet Coke. And let's 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 do this. <laughs> yeah, let's let's fucking do this. Uh, today we watched minute. So for those who don't know, the premise of the official Dunstan Checks In podcast is that we watch the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In one minute at a time, and each of those minutes we uh, pair with another feature film. Today we're talking about minute 75, and we have paired it with the we. I, yeah. I'll take full responsibility for this one. I have paired it with the feature film Food Fight. Yeah. Which we will talk about soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, alrighty then. Uh, so, yeah. oh, how does it start? Oh, so the, the last minute ended with um, Lord Rutledge making a making kung, kung fu yeah. bird noise. And he, but then it, the, the miss, this minute starts and he just kind of charges at Mr. Grant. Yeah. And uh, there kind of is a punch thrown, but Mr. Grant blocks it with a fridge door. Mm-hmm. Um, That's then correct. Lord Rutledge grabs a bottle of wine to hit Mr. Grant with. Mr. Grant says, no, 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 no. And he says, that is a Chateau something or other. It sounded to me like Chateau Le Foot. Yeah, probably. There probably uh, was no script at this point, and they just were just <laughs> moving, you know? Yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, so then Lord Rutledge is kind of like, oh, and he kind of looks at the label. And he, he does kind say, of, oh, that is a good year. Yeah. That's, um, and then when he goes to turn back to Mr. Grant, Mr. Grant opens the lower door on the um, frit, freezer fridge right in front of him. And that is that supposed to hit Lord Rutledge in the balls, in the I guess. legs, the knees? I... It stops him dead cold, I'll say that much. Yeah, I'm going to review the footage. Okay. It, yeah, I think it just hit, I don't, I, 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 I don't know. It hits him, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, do, do all we wanna, all we can say is it hits him. Now, that wasn't, it was a, was that supposed to be champagne or wine? I don't care. <laughs> because, well, I want to bring this back around to something that came up earlier in the film. He wouldn't like, he didn't like the champagne because it was, he said, don't keep it next to the radar or whatever. Honestly, Andrew, uh-huh. we're so close <laughs> to the finish line here. Yeah. We're so close to the end of this movie. Yeah. I really just, I don't want to engage with Dunstan anymore. I'm hmm. so mad at this movie, and we, we only have a worse movie to talk about. Yeah, when you're we get more to mad the at the time. other movie. I mean, yeah, pairing it with that movie really just was like, I don't know. I, I got a lot of anger today. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little I'm a little scared of this. Um, all right. So, well, either way, this this wine is being kept on top of a fridge, which I think is not a good place to keep wine, especially good it's wine. Not, no, it's not on top of a fridge. It's like on top of it. It's definitely on top of something that looks like it would get hot. Yeah, it, it's it's in an area where it's not going to be nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. And you know what? In fact, you're right. I'm sorry that I chastised you for bringing this up because you are right. I'm just lashing out because I'm I, so angry. Yeah, I, I think, well, I only bring it up because you had brought up in previous minutes whether or not Lord Rutledge, his complaint was real or false. <laughs> That's true. And, and they do seem to be storing their wine in Yeah, this, this is an odd place to be storing wine. Yes, you're, you're 100% correct. And in fact, I meant to bring up that point myself and I forgot it. 
Um, um, so and we... I'm sorry that I yelled at you for bringing it up. No, that's fine. Uh, this is an infuriating film, I understand. <laughs> and you know the other fucked up thing is? Yeah. Other than that wine thing, this is a relatively competently made minute. And and I feel like I'm going insane saying that because it's only <laughs> it's only next to the rest of the movie and next to the other movie we watched today where I'm like, I'm watching this and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of like a real movie. And I have to stop myself and really look at it and say, no, it fucking isn't. Yeah, it really isn't. <laughs> This minute, I to to use our catchphrase. This is a bad <laughs> this minute. This is a bad minute. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the back in the the um, ballroom where uh-huh. the crystal ball is occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, Mrs. Dubrow is kind of soothing the crowd, mm-hmm. and she's saying everything is fine. And the camera kind of zooms out, and we see that Dunstan's on a chandelier. How did he get up there? He remember he escaped Kyle instantly oh, and right. climbed he up climbed a trellis like a, yeah. that was on the side of a pillar. <sighs> All right, I guess. So then, uh, Mr. Brown, she's she's saying this to the crowd. She says, "We take pride." There's noises of the fight between Mr. Grant and Lord Rutledge happening in the background. Yeah. So she says, "We take pride in our beverage selection, and one of our guests has had too much." Well, has had one beverage too many. You know yeah. what? It's a solid line if you're trying to calm down a crowd at your hotel where this is happening. I, I, I got to give it to the character yeah. Mrs. Dubrow there. What uh, else do you say? My, my next note is spaghetti hair. And uh, it brings me no pleasure to say that I that I I feel at this point I am compelled to talk about the film food fight. Yeah. Now, you did this as a fun goof, I take it. You had never seen food? the film before? That's correct. Yeah. There's a food fight. There's a literal food fight in this minute. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called Food Fight that all I had heard about it was that it was weird. Well, I had heard it was the worst film. I had just heard that it was weird. Um, uh, and it was, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, we watched I, Food Fight. I, I yeah. want to say, first and foremost, God damn you, Andrew, for not using your veto on this. <laughs> I mean, um, I I I don't know. All I can think is that I just I'll I guess I'll watch anything. I've seen Food Fight. I guess I'll watch anything. <laughs> Had you seen Food Fight before this? No. <laughs> I'll say. Let me walk you through my experience with Food Fight. Mm-hmm. I I feel like this me watching Food Fight really signals a a change in lifestyle. Um, specifically in the in these in these troubling times, where I feel like the world and my world have gotten a little darker for having watched Food Fight. Yeah. Uh, last night you texted me at at nine p.m. saying, "Hey, we're ready to go," because that is when we, we said. In fact, it was my idea to yeah. record then, and you said, uh, Late I was night playing vibes. That's our. That's kind of been our new mo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, at the moment, I was playing Mario Party with my girlfriend. Yeah. I said, oh, shit. I haven't watched this movie. Um, so I knew that we would not be recording that night because I still hadn't watched the film. But I was like, well, we got to record as soon as possible. So I guess I am going to be watching this movie at a certain point tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, my girlfriend, you know, she works from home still. Uh, so I knew. Th- so she has to go to bed before me, typically. Mm-hmm. Which is how I found myself in a situation where at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. I 
enjoyed some marijuana. Sure. I'll be honest. I enjoyed some marijuana at 1 a.m. But then to make sure I didn't fall asleep, I also, and here's where my decisions get questionable, Mm. I poured myself a cup of coffee from the coffee that we made that, that morning that had been sitting out. Uh, I, I, I put the cup of day old coffee and some milk through that sucker in the microwave for 60 minutes, chugged it down and, um, and watched the film food fight and really just sort of crossed over into another version of this universe. Yeah. Um, it's a bad movie. (laughs) That's now. Okay. Here's the thing. What I'm going to say to you right now is that this is not a movie. <laughs> well, my first note is real? Question mark, question mark, question mark. What What I would categorize this as is like if we found someone's, I mean, like fetish film, you know, like some sure. <laughs> someone's personal, <laughs> like it was never meant to be exhibited. It was not for audiences. It was made for one person. Well, I'll tell you that does bring me to another note that I had at one point here, sure. and I don't, I don't, th- I don't think you're right about mm. that because I think another thing is true about this movie. Okay, uh, this was a theory that was brought to me by a friend of the show, Robbie, someone who has seen this movie four times, at least five now. <laughs> he watched it when when I said we had to watch it for this. Oh no, I talked to him after that though, oh, so okay. that was, and he said four when I talked to him. So okay. He did say at least four, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, what he brought to my attention is that the reported budget for this film was 50 to $60 million. Mm-hmm. And that uh, footage at one point was mysteriously stolen after the film was, quote, mostly completed. Yeah. I fully believe that this movie was just a pure money laundering scheme. That's I think they just made a movie for... You know, people say, like, as you know, it's like a, you know, people say, oh, this movie was made on the cheap. I think this movie was literally made as cheaply as possible for well, the, the express purpose of money laundering. At some point, my, my brain finally clicked and realized that what some scenes look like is if you tried to make a movie in Second Life. Well, yeah. And it's also, I mean, there are definitely scenes, too, that have big, big... Uh, energy of like those algorithm generated YouTube videos for kids. You know what mm. I mean? The ones where like Elsa gets pregnant with Spider-Man's yes, yes, kid yes, and then the classic. eats Spider-Man or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, All the while it, a counting song is played in the background. Yes, exactly. As, I will say, especially the, the scenes with quote unquote real people, um, like mm. the, the, the supermarket owner and, and then and the Christopher Lloyd character, because yeah. just the way that they move is not... Well, the Christopher Lloyd character specifically right. is moving in a weird way for a reason that we find out at the end of the film. True. The Christopher Lloyd character... But the, but the market owner also moves like that in those scenes. In some scenes, yeah. Um, the Christopher, <laughs> the Christopher Lloyd, character, Lloyd character also is just Doctor Doom. Like, in the, like the design of that character is just, what if we did Doctor hmm. Doom? The, but, like, if we had, if we had like, five dollars yeah. to, to make a CGI Doctor Doom. Judge well, what, Doom, excuse the, me. The Judge Doom. Yeah, the way he was walking, was that a Steve, Steve Sh- Short? Sh- Steve Short? What's that man's name? Martin Short character? Oh, sure. Maybe, I guess. He was I walking in a this... very specific way. Yeah. 
I really felt like I was engaged in like a, a psychic battle with this movie. Oh, like I yeah. feel like if I hadn't had that cup of coffee, I I would have been in a weaker state, and I feel like I would have like I would have been possessed by like the the demon that made this movie. <laughs> like I like I, I I do feel like in a, in a very real and legitimate way that this movie is a vessel of negative energy. Like I feel like. This, I mean, it seems to me like this movie was made because people were trying to launder money and they were like, whatever, just make the cheapest thing possible. But I think, I think some, some, you know, whether it was just like the Ouija board effect of like everybody's worst, laziest impulses going into this movie, generating a lot of negative energy, mm. or whether like a literal demon attached itself to the production at some point. I think like it's... this movie is evil in ways that no movie I've seen before have been. Now, coming from you, that's a lot. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's more of the latter. I think because I I think at some point, somebody started making this movie with semi-good intentions. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Well, have you seen the um the the trailer that actually has better animation? No, I've seen the cover, which has a completely different style of animation, and also, like disguises who the main characters of the movie are yeah um because there's a trailer that was released where where uh chester cheetah is prominent oh chester cheetah could have chester cheetah could have done a lot for this movie well i obviously in the movie the chester cheetah replacement is that cheesel weasel and that character is perhaps the most sinister yeah there's also i mean listen this movie's also like wicked racist yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's super racist it's it's horny in just the worst ways yeah and then i mean you will not... feel like a pervert if you watch this movie oh yeah i definitely did um the the other thing that's so strange about it is that at times it's just it just is casablanca yeah you're not wrong like even um, when you think you think well they can't get back into casablanca now they do the scene where they play you know where they sing the the french anthem at the same time as the nazis are singing the german anthem or whatever yeah and they call them their yeah, jingles that was they're a, like that oh was sing your jingle sequence. louder that was a weird, weird fucking sequence yeah it really was <laughs> um uh uh uh, the, the brand x food nazis i don't i can't even begin to it's also such a weird thing to be like that huge uh megalomaniacal evil corporation of like generic brands because mm -hmm. like brand x in this movie is not like it's not this i don't even know how to explain how stupid this is like yeah. when someone says brand x in real life that's just like a, a colorful way of referring to generic brand I, but I brand x in, is not a generic brand in this movie no i i thought in kind of in commercials when they say brand x they mean like a competitor they can't name i think like, sometimes i do but i i thought it was i thought it was always just like the the non-name brand i guess Either way, um, it's it's it doesn't make any sense with what's going on in this movie. Absolutely not. Um, there was a certain point in this movie where, and and I, I I said before that this movie was a psychic battle. There was a certain point where I could feel myself losing that oh, psychic no. battle, and I kind of I got to a point, and this happened more than once, where I sort of forgot 
what other movies looked like. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I forgot what was possible because I was just so beaten down by this movie that mm-hmm. I was watching it and I was like, and maybe the marijuana helped a little bit with this as well. If I'm being honest, I mm-hmm. mean, especially if that's my, that's my brand um, <laughs> where I'm watching it and I'm like, and I'm like staring at it and I'm like, I know this is bad, but also I can't tell how this is different from like a Wes Anderson stop motion <laughs> movie. Uh-huh. And it's because I think it's just because there's a certain um, the animation is like so bad that they almost feel like real objects, but like not not expressive real objects. Like mm-hmm. it feels like someone is like playing with dolls, you know. It it is. I mean, it does. The animation is in that weird. Some of it feels like someone playing a video game, and it accidentally became a movie. You know. It definitely feels like a like a like a let's play of a of a PS one era video game. Yeah, yeah, because some of the character models react in weird ways, and um, yeah, the hyena is really upsetting. Was that the weasel? That's the weasel. Oh my god! The whole movie, I thought it was a hyena. Well, and I didn't realize that it was a Chester Cheeto knockoff. They call I mean they call him Cheezle Weasel. I don't recall that at this time. Every time he showed up, I was so distracted by oh, what he looked like. This is another situation so where bad. I was paying attention, but like the dialogue just wasn't tracking for me because I was just like, what? The? It was just like white noise in my head watching the movie, you know? Yeah. I um, I got through like maybe 20 minutes and then I went to the Wikipedia page to look up because I, I remember hearing so many celebrity, not, I mean, not big name celebrities, but big enough that you know them are in this movie so i had to go look and see who was who and it was almost as if the movie knew that i looked at wikipedia because mm-hmm. i read on wikipedia that the 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 town and the supermarket is made up of ikes and i didn't know what that was and then the movie started using that word and i was very scared and confused yeah i knew about the word ikes before i went into the movie because i had read about it because it's stupid ikes yeah. are what they call like the citizens of their world because they're icons mm-hmm. and you know i'm norman osborne voice i'm something of an ike myself yeah. diet coke mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh it's just it doesn't roll off the tongue you know ikes. it really doesn't it really um, really doesn't can I can I confess something to you? Perhaps this was an instance again of the movie winning the psychic battle. Sure, sure. Can I tell you the one line that I thought was funny in this movie? Oh my god, is it going to be the same? Robbie had told me what line he thinks is funny as well. I, it's the same I don't know, line maybe of I don't know. Um, there's a line where the where the evil Longoria character mm-hmm. the, the, um, says, uh, "Don't cry for me, Charlie Tuna," <laughs> in a way that is sort of a parody of "Don't cry for me, Argentina." Yeah, and uh, that got me. Yeah, I um, uh, Robbie's favorite line was at some point when all the foods were battling. Mrs. Butterworth says something like, "I'm going to get you, dear," and the way <laughs> the fact that she still says "dear," um, <laughs> I, I don't almost, recall that. I almost found. The closest the movie came to working on me, uh-huh. and and I'll say working in the sense that it, it almost tricked me, I guess, into giving up my soul, right? Is that what yeah, we think yeah. the movie does? I think that's what this movie does. It, the closest it came was the, the, the vampire character I almost liked. <laughs> because something about it was just stupid enough that they tried to kill his brand, but because his the Ike is an undead creature, it couldn't die. Yeah. That was just stupid enough that I was like, I like this vampire. (laughs) 
Um, That's interesting. Yeah. I'm also curious about the the way that the celebrities got involved is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. In that, okay, so like I get that there are people making this movie as a money laundering scheme, and I get that there's like demons working on this movie. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, like actual like Lionsgate bought this movie for some goddamn reason, like after it was made, mm-hmm. and then that's where the celebrity voices got added. How did that happen? <laughs> Um, I mean, I would have to assume, I mean, because Lionsgate got involved, I think that's what happened. I think sometimes, you know. Why did they get involved, though, is what I'm saying. Because I think maybe they saw brand opportunity and they they thought maybe they could make it work and it just didn't. Yeah, I wonder if they thought, like, maybe we can work this into, like, we can just, like, make, we can just make our money off of, um off of uh like product, like product placement maybe we, we can con someone into giving us money to release this movie yeah yeah i think they they definitely must have thought that until they actually saw what was in the can yeah um yeah it's it's troubling what happened how this movie huh. got out in the world you know i just clicked on the entertainment company that made this and apparently they made um a, uh, a Star Trek like 4D thing that I believe my lovely girlfriend Casey has spoken fondly of a number of times. Well, no, I, Las Vegas that's album. what I'm saying. I think at some point this company was real, but then it got eaten up from the inside. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and I think they the 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 director of this film, who was the creator of that company, m- maybe he couldn't stop it. Maybe he maybe he needed that money, so he 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 encouraged it. I don't know. Yeah, who knows. Um, do we have anything else to say about this movie? Um, I do want to. I want to touch on the the way the reveal and the ending. Uh-huh. There's something very strange because part of the concept of this movie is that it's like Toy Story but for food brands. Yeah. So that at night, uh, a grocery store turns into a, a metropolis of food brands. And we should make that clear it turned they're not hanging out in the grocery store yeah it turns into a metropolis with its own like buildings and like mm-hmm. weather and shit yeah and like sky and so yeah. at one point the we do see them running out during the quote-unquote daytime and they have to dodge the human characters and the human characters kind of interact with them as if they are bugs i don't i can't even describe what the yeah it's not it's not clear what yeah the humans are perceiving when they see the characters that we know as ikes and so at some point uh well and then in the finale the christopher lloyd character reappears tries to step on uh the main charlie sheen character dex dog detective um and then it is he falls over and uh, doesn't move like a human and i thought I that this is where the horror rose within me <laughs> because I was like oh god this movie has given up on pretending it's going this is where it's going to get me you know like yeah. this is your psychic battle losing yeah but then the face opened and it was a robot and inside the robot sort was was Mrs. Brand X or whatever her name was yeah and she, she the everyone just kind of accepted that this was possible all the ikes but yeah. then they Dex asks, how did you get around with the... How did you get out of the store or something? And she says, humans will do anything? And then kind of seductively lifts her dress or something? Is the implication that Mrs. Brand X, who also formerly was the Sour Grapes Raisin Company lady or whatever, 
seduced her way out of a store and then made a robot in a company? I don't have an answer for you. Because all all of that is is just horrifying enough to think maybe this movie is warning us, you know? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I just really I just don't want to I just want to pretend this movie doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm good with that. This is I mean, this is a it, like I said, I don't think this is a movie. This is like an imitation of a movie. This is uh it's it's some other category. I don't this know. This is I mean, there's a number of different horror analogies I I could use to to go for a recent mo- example. I guess this is like the tethered. Uh this is like Toy mm. Story's tethered. Yeah. Yeah, and somehow it climbed up the stairs and got in, into our world. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, <laughs> it's um don't no, nobody we talked about this movie. Nobody should watch this movie. No, nobody should. It's and it's it's bad because it's very available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just on YouTube. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Back to the minute. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now we're like we're back to Dun- like the only comfort we have now that we've left the world of food fight is Dunstan. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti hair. <sighs> yeah. Lord Jason Rutledge Alexander throws spaghetti hair throws a, a pot of cooked spaghetti that's just sitting out at Mr. Grant and the spaghetti just lands on him and then, and then falls Rutledge, off. And like laughs as if he has done something useful here. Yeah. And in an actual like combat situation, it's not even hot spaghetti, it seems. No. It just seems sort of a useless gesture, I would say. So then Mr. Grant charges and Lord uh-huh. Rutledge jumps out of the way. Mr. Grant grabs a whisk. Lord Rutledge grabs a ladle. A very large whisk, it's worth yeah. noting. And they come at each other with them, and they clash. And there's something odd about this clash, hmm? Yeah. yeah. When when whisk and lad- ladle meet, something happens. The whisk starts vibrating at a high speed in a way that we are meant to understand causes Mr. Grant pain. Yeah, he. it's like it's vibrating all the way through his arm. Which Now, the... I will say, Go, this yeah. is semi-believable to me. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, if you've ever held something that large that vibrates in that manner. It, it it feels weird and not great, and I yeah I could see that hurting. Well, the the way he I don't reacts, understand why Lord Rutledge also stops. Well, I'll get fighting. to him in a moment. But the way yeah. that Mr. Grant reacts is as if he is Eddie Valiant and he's picked up the singing sword. Sure. Yeah. And then like here's the thing though. I like I I try to play devil's advocate with this movie, and I say like yeah, it kind of makes sense to me that that would hurt him. Yeah. But that can only extend for like two or three seconds and then where he goes from there is just is fully outside the realm of reality now at first i will say that lord rutledge looks like he's also reacting this way Mm -hmm. he kind of looks like he's been vibrated as well but then he he turns that into kind of he settles on oh my hand hurts because the whisk hit my hand the whisk didn't hit his hand though yeah, I know that, but I'm saying <laughs> in the scene, it looks like they make he makes that choice within the scene. We can see it <laughs> yeah. in the in the movie. Yeah, you're right. I'm rewatching that moment right now, and you're on. We see the right? actor um, uh, uh, look over at his fellow actor and imitate his pain reaction, and then realize, no, that makes no yeah. sense. It has hurt yeah. my hand. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Maybe his hand still hurts from when he punched the fridge, I uh, guess. Okay. You're really giving this movie everything, huh? I'm trying. I, I just need someone to be my friend after a food fight, and I'm, like, trying to build a friend out of Dunstan checks in, and it's not working. Yeah. So then um, Mr. Grant grabs a bag of beans. Yeah, and, black beans. Dried black beans. By the time he swings it over his head to hit Lord Rutledge with it, it has emptied behind him because it was open. Yeah. And, it seems like he would have realized that a lot sooner than oh, he did. Oh, yeah. And also, it is that thing where, remember how the scene started where Lord Rutledge had a big knife and then Dunstan, you know, disarmed him and then no one else grabs a big knife? <laughs> Maybe and no one, one else grabs the... a pot or a pan. They all go for, like, the small things. I know it's a comedy maybe film, but in it's... In their fleeing, maybe the chefs cleared the knives out. But you're right. I mean, there are definitely, like, bowls and pans and shit around mm-hmm. that they could have grabbed that would be a lot easier. Yeah, so the final thing is is uh, Lord Rutledge just headbutts Mr. Grant now that they're face-to-face with an empty bean bag, you know? Yeah. And then they both are injured by that, and we cut back out to the the ballroom where uh, Mrs. Dubrow says, don't let this teeny, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, teeny incident uh, spoil. And then she, that's the end of the minute. But we see, uh, the last thing we see is Dunstan is grabbing one of the crystals off the chandelier. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's how this minute ends. Can we do plugs now? <laughs> well, do, don't you want to hear what I have chosen oh, yeah, for yeah. the next film? Because I in a, still have In a lot of ways... In a lot of ways, that's you plugging the next episode of the podcast. I kind of consider that a part of plugs. Um, I was trying to double check really quick, but I'm pretty sure I remember what I've chosen for the next minute. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't find it in my personal notes, so I'm just going to have to say it and hope it's right. Oh, I think I found it. No, that's not it. (sighs) Good Lord. I, I do this to myself every time. I have the list. Yes, of course. Okay, it is correct. What I've chosen to pair with Minute 76 is a film called The Spirit. Is this a... Who's in this? Is this an Alec Baldwin? No. What am I... That's The Shadow. Oh, this is uh What is this? This was um, released maybe 10 years ago. It's a comic book movie. He's an old comic book character. Oh, this is a Frank Miller situation. Frank Miller, yeah. Can I be honest with you, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got two more vetoes, and I think I gotta use it. Well, then what? What? What's your big idea then? Because that was this is one of the only ones that I have a single for. I don't. Have I don't alternate. know. I remember. Oh, I, no, remember I have an seeing okay, the spirit and hating it, and I just I can't I can't do this two weeks in a row. Well, sorry. I here's my alternate, and this is worse. It's objectively worse. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Puss in Boots. I'll take honestly. I'll take that over the spirit. All right. Okay. The spirit, because the spirit is directed by Frank Miller. Yeah, I. And, I, I'll, I'll maybe I'll tell you off air why I was going to pick the spirit, or maybe I'll say it next the, episode. The I don't thing know. about the spirit is that it's bad and it's gross, whereas Puss in Boots is just bad. So I'll take <laughs> Puss in Boots. <laughs> but I feel like it. It's going to give you food fight vibes because it's an animated film. Make sure you watch some other movies in between here. 
Okay. I'm trying to hit 100 new movies before June because I've never done that before and I'm close. Oh. In my log. I've seen 92 new movies this year so far. Or 91, excuse me. How many total? 165. Oh, okay. See, you're getting a lot of repeats. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's Puss in Boots. Okay. <laughs> Okay, what what else do I do? I do another podcast called Nothing New, a remake podcast. Every month, me and Justin Kizan talk about remakes. Um, find that at bandvnetwork.com slash nothing new. And uh, you can also check out, it's on my list. It's on my list pod.com. It's, it's on my list as a podcast that I do with a group of friends where every month we get together and we uh, watch and talk about a movie that people say you should see. Or that we think other people should see, so that it's on our list, and one by one, we're just checking them off. Uh, and uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily. Uh, you can also go to DietCoke.cool to check out my Twitch page. I stream there uh, on occasion. Um, I do another podcast with Justin Kizan, uh and Vic Perfecto. It's called Go Go Godzilla. Check that out on the Benvy Network. I also do the Big Match Minute on the Noise Space Network with a friend of the show and future guest, Lily. Um, well, I guess I'll run that by. I mean, I have, you know, you're cool with that, right? No. <laughs> um, the only three-timer and, it'll be, right? I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. Um. <clears throat> Anyway, what else? Go to, you know, we got a Patreon or whatever. Yeah, patreon.com slash um, Dunstan. No, sure. it's probably the other one. Uh, go to YouTube, search um, for Dunstan Checks Min. Uh, yeah, go to YouTube. And go to uh, Twitter, Majestic Hotel and Y. On Instagram, Dunstan Checks Min. Don't ask us why that's the name instead of the official Dunstan Checks In podcast. We just had some branding issues. And then, yeah, uh, what's what's another one? Rate us, review us, five stars on your app of choice. And in the text of your review, I want a a Hail Mary for what we've done today. (laughs) Yeah, give us some kind of blessing. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we need. We need it. We we didn't protect ourselves before watching the film we watched today, and we could have done better. Yeah, you're right. Anything else? No, that's about it. All right. This was, you know, this was a time in our lives. And remember, Dunson is spelled with a U. Fuck. And we're checking out. One hundred and five minutes of Super Mario Brothers in the can. Can't believe we did it. Uh, what's next? Obviously, Denson checks in. Oh, you mean the 1996 ape film directed by Ken Quapis? That's right. We're going to watch it one minute at a time. And for each minute that we watch, we're going to find a film that pairs nicely, like a, a wine with a fine dinner. Sounds great. See you next week. Dunstan checks men. Dunstan checks men. Dunstan checks men. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.